Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about digital content, how you can create your content that will provide results because we have AI and many content creators overuse AI to create generic content. Nobody cares about this content, Google can ignore, social media don't care at all because people don't care and all platforms can learn user experience to understand how it works. That's why it's so important to know how to do it right. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Beatrice Gamba. How are you? Hi. All good. Thank you. Yeah, big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. I love learning something new and unique. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, about your company that I can see in your background and any Anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you? Yeah, in fact, I'm at the office today. Uh, the Raid is my colleague uh, in the other office. So, hi. I live in Rome, uh, born and bred, except for my first uh, work experience, which was in Berlin for a big e-commerce company. Then when I got back, I started working here at Worldlift. So it's been more than uh, uh, seven years, actually, that I've been doing uh, semantic SEO. Um, and I'm managing, uh, right now I'm a head of uh, SEO agency, so uh, I get to manage uh, the different strategies for different clients from Fortune 500 companies to smaller um, uh, publishers. We, um, we build knowledge graph that then gets published onto the web in order to engage users and uh, um, publish structured data and so to uh, produce strategies of semantic SEO. Nice. Awesome. Great experience. Love it. Love it. So looking forward to learn more about that. And you don't need to explain me why you live in Rome. I love the city. I was there one time and they found, you know, people have different mentality in Milan, in Rome. So they're different in Rome. People uh, you know, they're smiling a lot like you, you know, you <laughs> smile and in Italy, everyone is serious, you know, they have many things to do, it's business. So that's why I want to start from the first question about learning your customers before creating content or users, uh, like in Rome and Milan, we have different mentality. We have uh, different mentality in the US, in Ukraine, many other countries. It's not about even the country. It's more about your customers, users who are interested with your products. So can you tell how to collect data about users before creating content and satisfy their intent? Yeah, so uh, we do that uh, with different uh, techniques. Uh, but since today we are talking about uh, artificial intelligence, I'll just start off with uh, how we do that with our uh, in-house tools that uh, uh, leverage on AI. Uh, so, in fact, we analyze user data also with the uh, AI algorithms. Uh, as uh, some may know, they, uh, they can deliver personalized content recommendation, uh, product suggestions, and uh, tailored messaging for campaigns. Um, of course, with AI, you can get a, a, scale, a more scalable uh, uh, strategy that permits a level of personalization that may be uh, more uh, expensive in other, uh, done in, uh, in other ways. Um, 
So you can increase the uh, satisfaction of users and you can foster a stronger connection uh, from user with the brand. Um, and one of the way we do that is also with uh, uh, the uh, embeddings. So um, embeddings are uh, uh, help us uh, uh, kind of uh, dissect a search uh, search intent. Um, they are uh, basically vectors uh, of semantically similar terms, and they are so close to each other. So they are words that have a similar meaning uh, with a similar distance uh, in a multidimensional vector space. So what do we do with these embeddings? We cluster queries, uh, and this is strategic because uh, they can help us determine uh, what intent we can target with a given web page. Because when we uh, unify these embeddings with uh, the content of our website, then we can get a, a personalized uh, content strategy. Um, and also we can uh, uh, look dive deeper into what intents uh, should be part of a certain uh, uh, content hub or section of a website. Uh, how informational and transactional intents can be uh, split between the different uh, kind of pages, articles, uh, product pages, uh, um, category pages, and so on. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, let's talk about one aspect that many content creators complain with uh, AI because, you know, AI is not golden button. You know, you can't click this golden button to get everything what you need because today AI is not ready to learn our minds, you know, to understand your customers. So we need to create the right prompts. And I remember when Elon Musk shared on Twitter how he asked the question on ChatGPT before he started to criticize this company to tell uh, and even to send this letter, you know, with a thousand other uh, entrepreneurs to procrastinate the process. After a few days, he changed his mind completely and bought expensive equipment on Twitter to develop this technology. Anyway, you know, what I found in Elon Musk uh, tweet about ChatGPT that he asked uh, hard question with a lot of details. He got unique answer. You know, uh, I read yeah, I think that, yeah, I read a few times this question to understand what Elon Musk <laughs> want to ask from ChatGPT. Uh, but I see, you know, when content creators submit generic prompts, like how to play guitar, how to lose weight, you know. So you can get generic answer that uh, a thousand, uh, uh, not thousand, hundred million people can use the same. Uh, so can you tell... Uh, how to create the right prompts to get unique answer? Uh, so, um, for instance, we have to really narrow down uh, when, uh, well, I am a, an SEO expert, so I might know uh, more uh, how to build a, a prompt correctly to uh, interrogate such uh, AI tools. Um, but the important thing is to really give context uh, to um, to what, uh, but not only to ChatGPT or any AI-based uh, search engine, but also to the search engine itself, also on Google. It's important to to narrow down, to uh, dissect uh, the, ser the search intent, to really explain what we are looking for. 
um, and in such way uh, we can get the, the correct answer. Uh, but as you know, um, when we are on the other side, for example, uh, uh, when we are content creator, uh, we need to address the same search intents. And also, since uh, uh, both search engines and AI ecosystems uh, grab existing content to propose it to the to the final users, then uh, every content creator is enriching the user experience um, in this uh, in this sense. So when we are creating good content that takes into consideration the real user intents, then we are also contributing to um better content quality for uh, that is then taken from uh, uh, these ai based uh, search engines mm -hmm. yeah nice nice uh i want to ask you about uh creating the right strategy in seo you know i see when uh webmasters usually use SEMrush, ihrefs any other great tools uber suggest google keyword planner most majestic, a lot of great tools, uh, CRNK and Serpstat. And, you know, they often see high volume. In the first visible screen, if you type keyword, I don't know, like how to learn French, yeah, you can see volume. And they feel, wow, I want to get this traffic, I want to promote it. And, uh, for example, if I take the keyword SEO, it will be hard. Yeah, I can't tell it's impossible, but it's hard to compete with uh, Neil Patel, uh, Moas, uh, Ahrefs, many other great uh, resources in the top 10 results. And in the second, it doesn't mean that I can sell by having this keyword. Uh, because uh, it's not uh, related to SEO services. Uh, and yeah, it's better to pay attention to something else. So can you tell how to create the right strategy? Because, you know, I see when keyword research tools uh, confuse and mislead content creators uh, they spend so much time by crafting creating content that hard to rank and hard to sell any tips about that uh, yeah so also here the uh, what we would usually do is to narrow down uh, one of the uh, tasks that we actually accomplish internally with uh, uh, um, natural language processing and some uh, AI infused uh, in-house tools that we have is to um, interrogate the web uh, on uh, what we call long tail keywords. So when intercepting long tail keywords, these are the um, the keywords that are that define uh, like uh, a niche, like what your you have to find your niche. When you are creating a content strategy, it's important to understand who um, uh, it's important to intercept the kind of users that uh, are looking for you, are looking for that uh, special thing that you are selling because each one of us, each, uh, uh, each business has its own, you know, core uh, product and core competencies that make them different from any other agency, any other uh, store. Uh, so the important thing is to actually uh, make it uh, public and uh, make the user perceive the differences and then to intercept what they are, uh, when they are looking for something different, they should be looking for you. So the important thing uh, that we do for our clients is to actually focus on their long tail keywords. So 
uh, those users that are that may be uh, not a lot actually these keywords have the lowest volume uh, but they may have the uh, highest revenues because these are the users the few users that are looking for exactly that specific thing so this is one very important step uh, that we uh, usually include in our uh, in our reports for content strategies uh, beside the high volume uh, uh, search keywords that the client may already know. Uh, then we also uh, attach those uh, long tail keywords that uh, may also give a different perspective to uh, our client themselves. And sometimes they say, oh yeah, this is exactly uh, what we want to be known for. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, yeah, love it. And what about pillar topics and... Uh... I'm interested about pillar topics, uh, how many uh, topics to take with long tail keywords, you know, to uh, to show the Google that uh, our website is related to such products, niches. And uh, I'm interested about priorities, two questions. Uh, sorry for that. <laughs> I, I love to ask two questions, you know, but, you know, uh, the reason why I'm asking about priorities because I see when someone can share with me content plan with 100 topics, and when I ask you have uh, hundred copywriters or how many content creators you have, no, uh, only two hands, you know, or one, two people. For me, it's hard to write uh, a lot of great articles because it takes time, many other things to do. Uh, and of course, uh, it's better to choose priorities, for example, that you can create, for example, like Brandin, yeah, when he uh, uh, got this backlink, he published one article a month and that worked well because he uh, created super high quality content. Can you tell about pillar topics and priorities uh, in your content plan? Yeah, so also uh, in this uh, uh, evolving landscape uh, that is digital content creation because it's constantly evolving, especially uh, right now with uh, uh, both AI-generated content on one side and AI-based search engines on the other. Um, everything is like uh, we are like uh, experiencing a revolution. Uh, so, in a world of uh, uh, infinite content, uh, then we have to really understand our priorities. That is uh, uh, really, uh, really correct. Um, and one of the uh, rules, because also uh, right now uh, Google with this, its latest uh, um, core update is uh, becoming uh, more strict, stricter and stricter um, regarding the quality, the assessment of quality of digital content. So uh, we must not dilute our uh, topical authority, so uh, we have to intercept uh, exactly what our our priorities, what we want to talk about, and what which uh, topics we master. We must not uh, go outside our um, uh, our topics. What we are experienced in doing. Uh, this is also in order to assess our um, expertise in the in the industry. So we must uh, fulfill each uh, user intent of our industry, and we must not strive from uh, um, what we are experts on. Uh, so I would say it really depends on uh, uh, whether we are writing a blog 
or we are uh, we are hosting a, uh, an e-commerce then it really depends on the nature of our business but i would say that uh, uh, having one or two main topics it would be more than enough because then there are all the other uh, sub instances that uh, we have to to cover so that would already be a huge uh, amount of content to produce nice nice uh you mentioned uh two times experience and expert i didn't ask about eeat but you mentioned these words so it's important uh and uh, i remember someone told me why we need to consider eeat uh, if someone doesn't know it's like experience expert authority trust and um, uh, and uh, uh, the main question was uh, it's not direct factor for me i don't care about direct indirect because for example if you want to build muscles you know direct factor you need to go to the gym to work hard you know to use different techniques indirect you need to eat healthy food to have rest without that you can't get results and 50 percent of results depends on eating healthy food not uh, on training on gym so uh, it's the same with eat because especially today when we have ai when anyone can generate content uh, but it's not related with EEAT, you know, experience, expert. Uh, can you tell how it's important from your experience to cooperate with uh, writers, content creators who know the topic? Because, for example, 12 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything. I can give them the task, weight loss, uh, finance, anything. They wrote, Google ranked. Today, I changed this approach many times. Um, Google fired all these people. Okay, I fired, but Google pushed me, you know, to do it. <laughs> so because yeah, it's evolution. We need to go ahead, and uh, today I have more editors than copywriters. We usually outsource them. So can you tell how it's important EEAT and how to create content considering uh, EEAT? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, as I mentioned before, as a uh, entry uh, point for the concept of uh, WAT. Uh, we have two, two fronts. We have the digital content producers and we have the final users that are now um, absorbing the content in many different ways. So we have uh, Google, we have the new Bing, we have the uh, Google's SGE. Um, so we have to make sure that the content is really, I don't know, liquid, uh, like it has to be uh, dynamic and it has to move across all these uh, uh, it has to be, you know, multi-channel. So uh, this is one way uh, to consider content when uh, we are uh, actually creating it. It has to be um, a conversational. And uh, one other uh, way in which it's not that much into uh, content production, but uh, it's still on the content front, is uh, that we add the structured data. So um, in order to make uh, knowledge accessible to machines, we use uh, structure linked data uh, because this is how uh, these new technologies of uh, AI-based search engines are extracting uh, content and providing it to the uh, final users. So not only writing uh, good content, uh, it's not enough right now to rank to either rank well 
or to be featured on the new uh, search experience, but it, it's really important to also have uh, uh, structured data. In fact, uh, like a couple of months ago, I was in uh, uh, Munich um, and I uh, was an attendee at SMX Munich. It's a huge uh, search engine uh, optimization based uh, uh, conference. And there was Fabrice Canel from Bing, uh, and he, he gave actual uh, um, uh, advices to us SEOs on uh, how to rank well on this, uh, on how to rank well on AI, how to rank well on these new AI-based search engines. And uh, the two main points are good content, um, so content quality and structured data. Um, we like to play a lot with the new being uh, uh, in the office, and uh, it is not a surprise that our blog gets mentioned a lot for uh, SEO-related questions because we have been following these two advices since forever. In fact, we've been kind of pioneering the um, knowledge graph SEO uh, industry, uh, especially in Italy but also worldwide. So uh, these are my, uh, I will follow and uh, promote the same advice as Fabrice Canal. So I would say good content production and structured data to rank well right now. Yeah, love it, love it. You know, uh, I love your life. You can be in New York, in München, in in Italy, <laughs> many great <laughs> places, you know, to share all these valuable insights. Love it. Awesome. I love traveling. You know, it's my addiction you know i can't <laughs> fight with my addiction you know but it's better to have this addiction than smoking drinking <laughs> okay uh let's talk about another aspect of uh content you mentioned good content a few times uh and uh, uh, many content creators complain that ai is not creative of course it's not creative because ai is the best rewriting tool ever rewriting it's not writing, it's not related to uh, creating something new. Of course, we need this human touch. And uh, uh, let me share a story, short story. Uh, it's related to video marketing, but we can relay all, everything to uh, website content as well. And um, Lloyd uh, Richards published a book for, uh, 11 years ago, but he spent 14 years to write a single book. 14 years to write a single book. Then he published and after uh, 11, 11 years, uh, he spent some budget with marketing sales, but nothing can help to sell this book. Like random sales, uh, nothing special. Then his daughter posted content on TikTok uh, from account with zero followers. This video became viral. I think it's possible only on TikTok, you know, <laughs> to get uh, 50 million views. And today this book is bestseller on Amazon. One creative video beats a lot of marketing and sales methods because of creativity. Uh, if you use AI, it's hard to be creative because, yeah, it's AI uh, and we need this human touch. Can you tell how to be creative, especially in business niche? Because business, you know, uh, it's boring. But uh, once I spoke with... Uh, Jim Edwards, he worked in Business Insider 10 years, and he told me uh, that success of Business Insider depends on creating non-boring content. So he, he left the company when the company was sold for $500 million. Great success. But uh, Business Insider found the, way, found the way how to 
engage users in business niche. So any tips about how to become creative and create onboarding content? Yeah, so let's start for, from, from the assumption that one may not use uh, artificial intelligence, but right now we are talking about this specific use case. So uh, uh, we can we need start best from practices. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would say that uh, one of the first uh, things is to always be in, the, uh, in your uh, ideal customer's shoes and like uh, uh, do a research um, uh, also on the web of what other, what your competitors are talking about and like engage users into um, saying how you are doing that uh, better uh, and always uh, finding uh, new ways uh, of saying, uh, um, uh, of promoting your, your uniqueness. Uh, we, we work with a lot of industries. This is one of the joys of being uh, an SEO expert is that you uh, get involved with a lot of different industries. So they may not all be fun. Uh, some of them are, you know, uh, what may consider uh, uh, boring or, you know, um, basic. But uh, you can find... Uh, um, a way and a means to uh, engagement uh, uh, when looking at uh, uh, the final users. So uh, there must be a, a leverage or something that uh, strike uh, the users into um, making them uh, uh, visit your website. And this is how uh, you narrate, uh, how you write uh, a compelling story. And uh, this is totally possible to uh, for any for any business of any of any nature, so uh, I would say to always uh, uh, be in your uh, ideal customer's shoes. As an SEO, we talk a lot with our clients, just uh, uh, also a casual conversation, uh, so that we understand better how um, we can uh, help them uh, in uh, engaging and intercepting the right. Uh, the right audience, because sometimes it may be that uh, 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 an online business is not doing well because it's not intercepting the right uh, people. So that is also something that is very uh, important to do. Like uh, the most sensitive phase is the uh, initial analysis, uh, the competitor analysis and the um, keyword analysis that we uh, do in the beginning. Uh, I think they are the most important phases of uh, uh, an SEO strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice, valuable. Love it, love it. Okay, I wanna talk about uh, word lift. Can you tell what kind of strong site your company has compared to others? Because today we have a million agencies, uh, freelancers, <laughs> companies that can help with SEO, digital marketing. And they found many companies have their strong sides, priorities, how they can beat their competitors to help more customers. Uh, we chatted about customers, uh, knowing your customers, helping them. Okay, tell about your ideal customer and why you can help better than your competitors uh, to your customers. Okay, so we do uh, something that is very um, uh, niche, 
because we do not only we don't do only uh, just SEO, uh, but uh, uh, we leverage on a knowledge graph. So what we do is uh, structuring uh, uh, the knowledge that is uh, uh, inside the website, and we make it uh, uh, public. We publish it in the form of a knowledge graph. So a knowledge graph has its instances, and they are all connected. Uh, and each feature of a knowledge graph uh, um, entails uh, uh, an SEO strategy, let's say, because since uh, every concept is connected, it means that every page is connected. So this is good for internal linking. Um, and then uh, it is good for, because every page just meta contains metadata and this metadata is then uh, retrieved by search engines because it speaks the, they speak the same language. Uh, and also knowledge graphs are, you know, a scalable technology. They are optimized content uh, for AI, as we just said. Uh, there are uh, many, many benefits of uh, structuring data, uh, structuring the data of your website. So uh, I would say that uh, this is our main, uh, um, main advantage that we have is that we have always uh, uh, leveraged on such a technology and we apply this technology to a lot of use cases for example you can we build uh, no, uh, chatbots with uh, with the knowledge graph we with the uh, knowledge that uh, we structure in the form of um, of a knowledge graph so um, we also produce uh, um, AI generated uh, content for our clients uh, that then we structure in the form of knowledge graphs uh, for products, for example, um, we have a lot of use cases. So um, I believe that uh, this is truly uh, innovative, um, and this is our main, uh, I don't know, our main uh, feature, and the, what I like mm -hmm. the most about working here. Mm -hmm. You know, in our podcast, I tried to uh, read the puzzle uh, crossword. You know, in your background, make data simple. Finally, I did it. <laughs> you know, so let's talk about this quote uh, because you hide some letters, but uh, you replace a little bit. So uh, I finally got it. <laughs> make data simple. Okay, Le uh, can you tell about uh, getting the right? data before creating content um, and uh, what does it mean uh, making data simple you know uh, let me clarify more about that i remember when jeff bezos uh, got a research team and this research team uh, asked jeff to give them more time to learn about new product to collect data and he denied he told guys we have enough data to create this product and this product was alexa Almost all homes in the US have this product. I have no, oh, yeah, the, <laughs> I, I will buy it. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting about uh, this product uh, that Jeff got enough data. I spoke with a few data experts and many of them told that uh, when you have over data, it confuses what you need to do. It confuses. So you don't know wh where to start, what to do. And um, many customers can't uh understand a lot of data so it's better to simplify as you have on your quote and give uh 
data that will help. So can you tell how to do it? For example, if I collect data, I need to implement this data by cre to create great content. So how to choose priorities and uh, choose uh, data that will help my customers and what I can skip or uh, ignore. Uh, so uh, it also sometimes depends on the, uh, of course, everything depends on the quality of the data. This is uh, like the, the nightmare of any of every uh, data analyst is when you have bad data, it's like the worst thing that you can have. Um, and this is actually true because as I said in the beginning, it can be misleading you, uh, to make sense of data. It's uh, a job itself. Um, so we won't dive into into that, but we will just talk about uh, data uh, in the form of, you know, mostly search queries and uh, keywords. Uh, but in SEO, when you say the word data, people just think about uh, those tables uh, with a long list of keywords and metrics. Uh, but then uh, you, uh, I think that you have to make a step further in this case and transform these keywords into actual user intent. So um, uh, the main uh, uh, the main goal for uh, an SEO, I think, is to uh, being able to transform keywords into user intent uh, because they are much more um, uh, readable. Uh, approachable and uh, they can serve as a starting points for any uh, content strategy. Uh, so my suggestion will be not to um, uh, not to focus too much on keywords, rather on uh, 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 real user user intents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. I have the question about something that I often do, you know, and not only me almost every everyone not almost everyone uh everyone i think yeah not everyone of course yeah uh, only some people lazy people don't do it but uh the rest made a lot of mistakes <laughs> i keep doing them but i don't know another way how to learn something new uh because i usually start from uh, generic strategies best practices then yeah uh after learning from my failing I can go ahead to develop, update my strategy. Can you list mistakes that people, your clients or uh, anyone can do in SEO, still do in SEO and uh, your tips how to find a much better way? Uh, so, I don't know, we all make mistakes like uh, uh, daily. Uh, the best thing is always to learn from them in order to, uh, to I don't know, to make uh, out of them something that uh, stays with you. Because I think that one must uh, embrace uh, mistakes uh, because sometimes they define us, but uh, let's not get too philosophical here. Um, uh, I think that... Uh, at least for me, uh, one of the trickiest part of SEO is uh, technical SEO. So that is also uh, very uh, an easy uh, path where you can make a lot of mistakes. Uh, and in these cases, uh, sometimes uh, um, 
it's really hard to give uh, um, good advices but uh, since we are talking about content i would say and it, this may be uh, redundant is to uh, always take into consideration uh, to have like a mind map of the um, uh, topics in which we want to be authorities and to structure them into subtopics uh, and to make sure uh, to cover all these uh, uh, all the matters and then another way uh, that we to which we can be sure that we are becoming authorities is to uh, intercept any changes in the SERP like to keep track of uh, of the content that we produce uh, what we find most useful is uh, are uh, the strategies of uh, content update so for the most uh, relevant queries uh, you can uh, uh, go on uh, Google or any search engine uh, that you want and see if you are still the authority for that topic. And in case you are not, you must integrate what you're missing there. So uh, the strategies of content update is what uh, we do a lot. And they uh, can uh, ensure and uh, prevent uh, us from making mistakes. Uh, so one uh, uh, suggestion that I have is to always have your analytics and uh, Google Search Console uh, under um, uh, uh, under track because uh, it can help you uh, save time and prevent a lot of mistakes. Mistake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I think that I have two questions left. Very hard questions. I don't know how to reply to them. But I'm kidding. You reply to all hard questions. I just <laughs> left two simple questions. Uh, the first question, you know, what I found that I usually get high results with clients who understand SEO. If they understand, then we can cooperate like a cohesive team. We understand why we need to create high quality content, what high quality means, how to do it how to provide PR campaigns, link building, technical optimization. So if uh, I see that clients don't understand the basic, I usually tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Rand Fishkin. No, oh, sorry, no, Rand Fishkin didn't create lessons for my uh, course. He spoke two times in my podcast, but Lily Ray uh, provided a checklist. Uh, EEAT, great checklist, uh, by the way. Uh, Jeff Coyle, uh, co-founder of Market News, uh, uh, film video about advanced strategy. Mike Phillips created a lot of content about high quality content. We got a lot of lessons about PR, link building. So, yeah, it costs like $10, $20, but the main goal is to learn, understand the basic. You can find another format, YouTube, Google, it doesn't matter. Take another course just to learn the basic. And uh, can you tell if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, forget about your conferences in New York, München, you started today, you don't know anything about SEO, but you need to understand the basic to cooperate with uh, great specialists. So, what will you do today to learn more about SEO? Well, since there are many uh, resources online, many more than uh, when I started, uh, even though I started uh, like seven, eight years ago, right now I feel like we have totally advanced, at least in how um, 
uh, lessons are structured, there is much more content available for all the reasons that we mentioned uh, in the past uh, 40 minutes. Um, uh, I don't know, what I will do is uh, probably, yeah, to uh, what I did actually to start from uh, working uh, in, a, uh, in a good agency. This is probably what I would do, what I would still mm -hmm. do today that I did. Yeah. Okay. And my final question, I want to ask you to take a crystal ball, your crystal ball, and tell me about the future. <laughs> what kind of future will be in SEO, considering that we have AI, and AI is only in the beginning of revolution, of this revolution. I don't know what kind of uh, future will be, but if you see on your crystal ball, give your forecast about the future and how we can adapt today to this possible future okay so i would say to um to embrace it but not you know blindly uh, i would say that uh, we need to um uh, upskill ourselves in a way uh, and master the leveraging of uh, those ai tools effectively because they are in fact useful for scaling and uh, uh, predicting and uh, creating but then it is really important to keep the human in the loop um, but still to uh, embrace the change uh, and i think that in this way like having the um, uh, the, the two fronts working together uh, this can ensure a long-term success in terms of uh, uh, AI content strategies. So uh, to sum up what we said until now, uh, I would say to embrace a natural language uh, uh, process and incorporate uh, um, such technologies in, a in uh, uh, SEO and content strategies, as well as uh, um, relying on structured data markup um, and positioning oneself in, uh, uh, for voice search. I think these are the uh, three main points that will that can lead to uh, a good uh, uh, AI-based content strategy. Mm -hmm. Nice, love it, love it, valuable. You know, I have my crystal ball and it didn't work. I checked uh, after buying lottery ticket, uh, crypto prices, <laughs> stock, <laughs> stock. <laughs> uh assets and yeah it didn't work sorry guys <laughs> i can't predict the future but i know one thing if you adapt faster to new technologies everything will be fine it doesn't matter ai metaverse just adapt if you have experience to create high quality content for seo you will create this high quality content for any other environment because marketers uh on that spend time budget on tv and radio they didn't lose their jobs they adapted to digital, so we can adapt to any environment. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. I love all your valuable insights. Welcome back anytime to share more value. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Uh, yeah, so I'm available by email at bdries at worldleaf.io or on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you can look me up uh, with my name and surname uh, and also on Twitter that is linked inside uh, LinkedIn. It's a bit difficult to spell it out right now. So 
uh, you can find all my information on my LinkedIn profile. Okay, guys, I I don't try to pronounce anything correctly because I'm Ukrainian, but I know one thing. If you open a podcast episode, you can find all these links in the description. So follow uh, Beatrice on Gamba on LinkedIn, learn from her because you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.